Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. I'm just checking in to see how the new normal and working from home and, and, and sticking your kids in, a, in a, a school pod is working out for everybody, all while socially distancing in um, 2020. Sorry, I was trying to throw it all in there. How are you? I am on the road. Echo, echo. I got a live room here, baby. Old Freckles. Old Pumpkin Face himself. (laughs) I was fucking doing, uh, I did some shows. I did two shows last night, two shows the night before. I got two tonight, two to Friday, two Saturday. That's my new, that's my new normal. Instead of doing one big show, I do like 48 small ones. That's it. That is fucking it. So uh, I want to thank everybody uh, for putting this thing together. This place where I'm at, Ridgefield, I guess, Connecticut, is the best setup that I've been to. It's incredible. There's like a giant hill. I'll take you through the whole fucking thing here, okay? Tuesday night, I was essentially on a patch of grass where people usually probably play touch football behind a motel. And it was funny. They had this little slab blue slab maybe six inches off the ground under this fucking you know you know those those tailgate tents there's no sides to them you know they just have like the four posts and then the thing on top standing underneath that but then the people too far away so you kind of got to walk out into the grass you know and i'm doing my show and i'm having a great time the people are fucking awesome it was oddly amazing it was just fucking it was great to hear people laughing and making them laugh again and uh, I'm in the middle of my show, and all of a sudden, you know, there's this fucking creepy little stream behind me, but you can't see because there's all these shrubs and shit. And all of a sudden, this lady from next door, you know, there was this little split-entry house that I was making fun of because they had a new roof on it, but they had the old shutters. And I was joking how that makes the, the shutters just stand out, how fucking old they are, like having a new suit and old shoes, right? And this lady came over, and uh, with, like, her dogs and shit, I just sort of looked over. I just saw her. I was like, hey, you know, welcome to the show, whatever. She gets in with the security guard, and I'm just like, sorry, is there a problem? What's going on? And then she just starts yelling at me. I have rights, and I can hear you all the way in my house, and I shouldn't have to listen to that filth and all stuff, you know. And I did say cunt, and I was yelling. So, you know, I'm not a dick. So I said, oh, sorry about that. Maybe I kind of... Tone it down a little bit. We'll send you gift bags. Ah, I just kept... One of these people, they just wanted to yell. And it was... Uh, you know, she started wagging her finger. I was like, don't you wag your finger at me. You know, got to this whole ridiculous thing. And she just kept screaming and yelling and screaming and yelling and screaming and yelling. And no matter what I did, I just couldn't defuse it. And uh, I don't know. And then she started, like, walking away and shit. And then she came back. You know, it was a fucking mess. And then I didn't know what to do because I felt bad for her. It's like, you know, she didn't want to hear the show. They usually had this white noise machine, and I guess the wind blew it over and it broke a few shows ago before I got there. So she was hearing every word. And then, you know, then the worst part is I found out that she didn't live in that split entry that I was making fun of. She lived 
across the street. And the person who lived in the split entry was actually listening to the show and enjoying it. And I was shitting on his house. <laughs> um, so I felt bad about it. I mean, I wasn't like shitting on it, shitting on it. But you know, it was a split entry and I was just making fun of how I'd, I never liked the split entry. Um, and stupid, silly fucking jokes about that. You know, it's not a house if you can jump off it and you can't kill yourself. You know, it's like they started to build a house and then they just quit. And just like, all right, let's just make the basement the first floor and we'll just fucking have a one and a half floor as the top floor. Uh, yeah, that's elitist. That's what we do. I'm from Hollywood. Um, I don't know. I was just fucking sitting there. I was just making, I just saw it. I was making fun of it. There was a U-Haul in the fucking parking lot. You know, of a motel, one of the saddest situations you can be in. I was making fun. I was just fucking ripping on people when I was there, and that's all I was doing. And then that lady came over. I felt really bad. But then I found out she's kind of been doing that like every show when she lived across the street. And I was like, all right, I get it. But, you know, you also have to respect the fact there are people out there that don't, they don't want to listen to those kinds of words. You know, it goes all the way back to Jan- the great Janet Jackson and her titty popping out during the Super Bowl. And all these fucking people who watch free porn all the time were like, hey, man, like, what's the big deal? Well, here's what the big deal is. It was on network television. And a lot of people just, you know, don't have cable. Not a lot, but people don't have cable because they don't want to watch people, you know, cursing and shooting each other and fucking on screen. So they put on a Super Bowl. They're watching a football game. And all of a sudden there's an iconic titty fucking on their screen. Um, which, by the way, was totally planned. It was not a wardrobe malfunction. It was totally designed to be ripped off. They were trying to do something shocking. It came off perfectly. Her clothes were not ripped. It, it came off like fucking Velcro. It was perfectly round circle right around her titty, right? She went out of her way to get her nipple pierced. The whole fucking thing was planned, and just the way she... She didn't reach up and cover herself. She sort of framed her titty. So the whole thing was planned, right? Janet took the fucking heat. The fucking in-sync guy just sort of fucking moonwalked out of the picture and everybody got mad at him. Um, you know, which I didn't understand because wasn't he revealed the titty. So even if he fucking didn't own up to it, he still did us a solid. <laughs> So my apologies to that lady. Uh, you know, I tried to clean it up a little bit, but they turned the sound down for the second show and she didn't come back. Her and her two sad dogs. I think dogs know when they have a crazy owner. You know what I mean? They're still loyal to a fault. They're like, all right, I don't feel like running away and trying to become a wolf again, so I'll stick it out with this person. But, uh, you know, you'd think they would learn from how cool I am, you know, because dogs are fucking cool. You know, dogs are definitely cool fucking people. Oh, for God's sakes. When, can I ever fucking type in my password right the first time? Can that ever happen? I don't think it does. Um, I worked last night. I missed the Celtics game, but just looking at the scoring line, it just looked like, you know, Miami just was just a little more relentless than we were. Um, up three games to one. What a playoff run they're having. I think that's only, they've only had two losses. Um so I'm looking forward to them. I imagine that they're going to play the Lakers. I feel like the Lakers did what they need to do, buy up all the talent available in the fucking league. 
<laughs> I, I am so fucking rooting against them. If they went out and bought another fucking, you know, another great fucking center. They've been doing it my, for 50 years of my fucking life. Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal, LeBron James. When's it going to end? Hey, L.A., when are you actually going to be smart enough to draft somebody, your own fucking guy? You just can't fucking do it. They don't need to. They don't need to. They got the fucking movie stars for the guys to bang, and they got the perfect weather. Um, it's a hard thing to compete with, although Golden State did do it for a minute. They somehow convinced all those people to go up and hang out in Oakland. Well, you can go to San Francisco if you want to uh, zhuzh it up a little bit. Okay, let's not forget, you know, we got, uh, we got San Jose. We got, we got, Santa, uh, we got uh, fucking Fresno. You know, if you want to keep it real, go to a tough town. I'm not saying Oakland isn't tough, but I think a lot of people who can't afford San Francisco have now moved in to Oakland, which has, has lowered their, uh, their, their ranking of tough towns. And they got Sacramento. They got Sacktown. That's a tough, it's a tough sell. San Francisco's not a tough sell if you got athlete money, I think. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know what's going on up there. I just heard there's another fire in fucking L.A. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Can I tell, how, come, how come, no, what's, what's the name of the people that fucking had the gender neutral thing? But by the way, they're saying that that's a stupid thing to get upset about. I mean, you can't on a certain level, but like all those other fires were created by all of us having flat screen TVs on every other fucking, you know, bat and lightning. Um, but we did make it extra dry. So I don't know. I did see a couple commercials of people talking about, you know, uh, I'm working for this company. We're making fucking windmills because I want to try to, so my kid knows that I did try to do something. Um, I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think we're going to do it. I think the scientists that for some reason nobody's listening to, not enough people are listening to during this fucking pandemic. Because New York was doing great, and I guess they had another fucking breakout in Queens. They should go out and arrest everybody that went out and got fucking COVID. That's what they You just got to fucking, you got to do it. You got to, like, round up all the jerk-offs. And you are a fucking jerk-off if you're not wearing a fucking mask. You're a fucking jerk-off. You're lazy. You're selfish. You're a fucking jerk-off. Unfucking believe the fact that you wouldn't listen to a fucking scientist. Look at you. Go back and look at your high school transcript, you fucking dope. You know what it does? It just really feeds, this whole thing just feeds into to, to, to people's egos, um, panic, and their, their, uh, their sense of control. And there's a lot of fucking control freaks. There's a lot of egomaniacs out there. And there's a lot of fucking scared little chickens out there. And they can't handle this fucking thing. So what, their way to take control of it is to rebel against it, you know? egomaniacs want to be right. Oh, that's not what's going on. I'll tell you what's really going on. This is actually a fucking conspiracy to take away your rights. This is the dumbest, and I love a conspiracy, but like, do you really think the entire fucking world got on board for this? It's the new world order. Um, why do, am I doing a Southern accent like there's not crazy people? Dude, it's the new fucking world order. Um, all right. So anyway, Connecticut, Jesus Christ, what a beautiful state this is, you know, sort of the have and have nots, the epitome of it. Um, That's what I've noticed out here, you know, where I'm staying in the middle of nowhere is there's all these farms out here. And I've noticed 
some farms have old pickup trucks parked in front of them and others have like Porsches and Audis and Mercedes. So there's like two types of people up here. You got the banker that went and bought an old farm and then converted it into some fucking I don't know what. And then you got like someone who's actually a farmer growing food for people. So it's very interesting. And I would lie to you, okay, if, you didn't, if, if, if I didn't think about taking some of my bozo bucks here and buying something small after being out there in the uh, the fires and all of that. And it's fucking, it's Eden out here. It's really, really gorgeous. Uh, but I do have to tell you, I do love Los Angeles, even though it shouldn't be there. I do fucking love it. Uh, so who knows? Anyways, like I said, like I've been saying, God bless the fucking scientists and the firefighters and everybody fucking doing the work for all of our other sins. You know, one fucking asshole goes out and fucks a bat, and now we're in this goddamn situation, right? And I'm all for blaming the bat fucker or eater, whatever the fuck he did. I don't know if he went down on the bat. I have no idea what the fuck happened, but I will tell you this. All of these fucking selfish cunts who just don't wear a fucking mask and have like this, you know, there was a fucking guy my first show saying, yeah, I don't wear a mask. And I just make sure I stay six feet. Apart. It's like, yeah, dude, you can't be bothered. Look at you. Life has not even touched you. He, he looked like, like, like right out of central casting for fucking a trust fund kid. And he doesn't give a fuck. He's got money. He didn't give a, He was sitting there with his tan legs and his bare feet. The guy was actually fucking like, you can't get mad at the guy. He was born into fucking a certain level of wealth. Beautiful head of hair. Just some people just it takes a long time before life touches them. And he just he looked like he was still brand new out of the box. And he was like closer to 40 than he was 30. And you just have to look at somebody like that and be he doesn't know any better. <laughs> he doesn't know anything other than just doing whatever the fuck he wants to do. And uh, as, as frustrating as that is to deal with with something like this, you just have to understand that that's exactly how I would be behaving if I looked like him and was born into his world. Now, I'm judging the shit out of the guy, but I don't think I'm wrong. You know, it's funny. After that lady next door yelled at me, and I was like, ah, now I feel bad or whatever. That guy actually yelled out. He goes, don't worry, Bill. We got your back. And I said, dude, you've had, you've, you haven't had anybody's back your entire fucking life. <laughs> You do not look like a knock-around guy, as Club Soda Kenny says. Um, anyway, so I did catch up on uh, some uh, MotoGP. I watched the last race, the one there from Italy. Jesus, I had never seen so many people crash. Not, not bad ones, nobody high-sided, just you know, going around turns and just fucking wiping out. One guy fucking wiped out twice, picked up his bike, got back on it, and fucking wiped out again, and I think the same turn, turn number one. Um. Uh, congratulations to Maverick Vinales. Uh, if you're not watching, you can get caught up on the MotoGP.com. That's what I've been doing. It's got a little busy here. Um, there's been six different winners in seven races. And I believe Fabio Quattrara, he was going to make the podium. He was going to be in third place, but he did something. I didn't figure out what it was because I had to run out and do my show. So, I, um, so he got um, some sort of time penalty. Uh, so I think he got bumped down to fourth place. And uh, I don't know. I, I just, I love that fucking sport. I really do. It's such a great thing. Great thing to watch. An easy thing to watch. There's 25, 26 laps. You can knock it out. But um, let's get back to uh, real estate here. Uh, 
in Connecticut. I went on Zillow. Zillow's so fucking awesome, isn't it? Don't you love going on there and just having no limit to the house that you could buy? It's one of my favorite things to do. Or you see a fucking house. I do that a lot, you know? If I go out, I fly a heli- you know, fly in the helicopter and I go over, like, what the fuck is that house? And then you go home, you try to fucking Zillow it and see how much it costs, see what it looks like. It's fucking amazing. So I've been doing that out here. And um, I got to tell you, like, uh, I've kind of had this feeling that I've wanted to do this for a while, but, like, my wife's a city kid. Um, and also just, you know, having a racially mixed family, you kind of want to be in the city, people a little more fucking open-minded. But I do have a... Uh, I would love to live in the middle of fucking nowhere. Not nowhere, nowhere. You know, just nowhere. Like, I don't want to be, you know, on rural road nine in the middle of fucking Indiana. You know, 40 fucking 50 miles away from the closest goddamn city. I don't want to do that shit. Um, That's when you run into Ed Gein when you're fucking that far out. I don't want to be fucking doing that shit. But I wouldn't mind, you know living here in Connecticut, being a good fucking, just, you know, I don't give a fuck about the ocean. The ocean scares the shit out of me, so I don't need any of that crap. You just get me near a lake. I don't even want to be on the lake. Just get me near the fucking lake. Some fucking house, right? A little chicken coop in the back. You know, you start thinking that you could be like a farmer or something. (laughs) Even though you grew up in the suburbs, you can barely make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know? Could grow some fucking tomatoes and blah, 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 blah. You're not going to do that. You're not. You're going to call the fucking geek squad of gardening. They're going to come over and do the whole fucking thing. Then when you have a party, you're going to pretend like, oh, yeah, we harvested this. And this is some it's squash season. We made a squash soup. It was just absolutely out of this world. I'm telling you. Um, shout out to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Stamkos coming back, comes in, scores a goal, and then leaves in the second period. He had the Willis Reed game. Um, and the fucking Lightning take a two to one lead. I'm so bummed I missed the game. I've been, uh, I watched all of game one and all of game two, and I really was enjoying the matchup. Uh, I'm really hoping that Dallas comes back tonight and ties it up, even though I think I'm just going to miss it for the rest of the time because I'm doing shows every single night, which is a fucking awesome thing. And uh, by the way, I want to thank everybody that's been coming out to my shows. And I was telling them, you know, how, uh, you know, we're going to get past all of this stuff. We are. Because that's what scientists do. They solve our problems. And uh, but I was saying, you know, so when we get past all this in the future, if somebody ever comes up to you and says, I am a hardcore fan of stand-up comedy, you get to go, Really? Did you sit on the side of a toboggan hill on a farm in the middle of nowhere in 40-degree fucking weather? <laughs> um, so I got to tell you, speaking for, I'm working with the great Tony V and Joe Bartnick, the Rose Bowl tailgate legend, and uh, we're like a bunch of kids. We're just so fucking excited to be back out there performing for you guys, and it's such a wonderful thing to be able to go back and do this shit again. And I'm actually enjoying that rather than doing one big show, I get to do a bunch of shows 
tightening up the act. It's amazing how quick it comes back, you know? Um, I was like searching for the first show and the one and a half shows. Then I kind of got my groove the second show. And last night, the first show, I kind of took a little bit of a step back. And then the second show, I'm doing like an hour. And I felt like I was on stage for 25 minutes or something. And Kenny gave me the 50-minute light. And I was really like, get the fuck out of here. I mean, I'll be here for 50 minutes. One of those great shows. Just uh, riffing and doing my act and fucking around and making fun of Connecticut. Just, I don't know. I've just been having a great time. So thank you to everybody who's been coming out. All right. Let me read a little bit of uh, advertising here. Um, what do we got? Vincero. Oh, Vincero. Vincero, Vincero. I don't know what this is. Uh, you know, you deserve a watch that looks good, makes you feel good, and doesn't break the bank. Today's sponsor is Vincero Watches. Vincero makes great-looking watches for under 200 bucks. And let me tell you, let me tell you something, McMahon. Uh, these watches are not granddaddy's traditional uh, timepieces. These are modern, <clears throat> sorry, modern. Can you tell I've been screaming for four shows? These are modern, bold, badass watches, um, all at affordable prices. Vincero, uh, Vincero, V-I-N-C-E-R-O, believes you deserve to look good and feel good no matter your budget. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. Don't overpay for a watch that looks cheap and disappoints. This is a timepiece you'll actually look forward to putting on. There is a reason they have over 23,000 five-star reviews on their website. Let me say that again. 23,000 five-star reviews on their website. Plus, they're offering free shipping and free returns for 30 days and a warranty on your watch for up to two years. It it really is stress-free, risk-free shopping right from home. No need to leave your house. Uh, the guys over there sent some of their watches, and they really do look great. Uh, that's actually a true thing. They actually, I usually don't even see them, but I, I'm a watch guy. They, they do look great. The quality's definitely there. You can feel right away. You can feel it right away when you're putting it on. You need to see these watches for yourself. If you need to, just visit www.vincerowatches.com slash burr, V-I-N-C-E-R-O, to check them out, all right? Plus, they are offering you as listeners 20% off your entire order, and they will cover all shipping costs if you visit www.vincerowatches.com slash burr. With collections ranging from, dress, ranging from dress watches to sports watches to pilot watches, that's the one that sent me, made me feel like, a, you know, made me feel like a fucking stud. Vincero has a style for everyone, for every look, sorry, occasion and price point. They even have something for me, the Altitude Collection. Oh, that's what they sent me. Uh, that collection is Vincero's modern take on a pilot watch. It's bold. It's sexy. Meow. It's a watch I would recommend to anyone because it's so good looking, so affordable. They actually send another one. Um, they actually send another one from their Altitude collection for my pilot instructor as well. Uh, I haven't given it to him yet, but he's going to love it. Uh, these are watches you will enjoy and wear every single day. If you don't, Vincero will make it right. All right. Hey, you got to make it right over here. All right, that is their promise. So go to Vincero Watches, V-I-N-C-E-R-O watches.com forward slash Burr and get and my discount code and use my discount code Burr, B-U-R-R, uh, will automatically be applied at checkout. Do not pay full price on these bad boys. Go to my link, pick out your favorite watch and get a great discount right now. This is the easiest purchase you will make all year. Oh my God, look who's back, everybody. It's old Zip. Hey. 
Monica Starks could relate. I love how they do the personal stories now. Monica Starks could relate, you guys. She needed to hire a piv- for a pivotal role at her construction company, GS Group, but was having a tough time finding the right person, especially with so many candidates out there. So she switched to all zip. Recruiter. Zip recruiter. Doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience for your job and actively invites them to apply, which is why you should try Zip. For free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That's how Monica found Lamont, you big dummy, Jenkins. Monica found Lamont Jenkins. She said that ZipRecruiter sent Lamont's profile to her around five minutes after she posted her job because he was a great match for the role. Look at that. You need to hire somebody, and within five minutes, ZipRecruiter can get back to you. Through Zip. Monica's company has hired everyone from accountants to project managers to field scientists, but Monica is not the only employer who loves ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employees who post on Zip. Get a quality candidate within the first day, all right? See for yourself how ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. Try right now for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Spell it out, Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash Burr, B-U-R-R. Um, what else we got? We got two more, everybody hanging there. Oh, Manscaped, everybody. Hey, uh, you fucking balls hiding in a bush. Uh, is your clam buried down at the end of a hairy well? Well, we got Manscaped here for you. Or maybe this is just for guys. I think it's just for guys. Why should a trimmer be gender specific? Manscaped, everybody. Do you have a moose near the caboose that needs to be tamed? Um, I don't get that. A moose near the caboose. The caboose should be your ass. Do you have a hairy ass? Is that what it is? I'm talking about hairy, big, and needs some support. What the fuck? Thankfully, our sponsor, Manscaped, has you covered to keep the hair looking nice and trim and feeling fully supported. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family's jewels. Baluga! Did you hear that? That's your moose asking for Manscaped. The Manscaped engineering team just perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawn Mower 3.0. The premium lawn mower is waterproof, so you can trim in the shower. It includes an LED light, so you can do it in the dark, you fucking freak. Um, oh, so if you're on the Brokeback Mountain and you think you're going to get some action that night, and you're worried that you got the fucking... You know, you got a fucking little pube puff down there you want to trim down. And it's made with advanced skin-safe TM technology, which reduces nicks and cuts on your delicates. Uh, That's a big thing. Uh, You can get this trimmer inside their Perfect Package 3.0, which also includes the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toning Spray. Jesus Christ, your balls are going to be trimmed, minty, fresh, and have a tan like JFK when he fucking faced Richard Nixon back in 1960. Both super practical, and they smell great too. Plus, for a limited time, when you order the Perfect Package Kit, 
you get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. Uh, the Manscaped Boxer... You know what? I swear to God, Manscaped is going to do all everything they can to get rid of the, the time-tested saying, dude, I'm sweating my balls off. They're going to get rid of all of that. The Manscaped Boxer Briefs have optimal temperature control with their crop cooling technology while keeping your pride and joy supported. Pair these boxer briefs with the pH, their pH-balancing liquid products like the Crop Preserver, and you're ready for anything. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIRD20 BIRD BURR20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIRD20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BIRD20 from the moose to the caboose. Always use the right tools for the job. Yeah, so the caboose is your ass. Okay. Lastly, but not leastly, policy genius, everybody. Guess what? We're all going to die. All right? So don't you want to hook up everybody around you with the biggest keg party ever with a nice life insurance policy? All right? September is National Life Insurance Awareness Month. But with everything going on right now, a lot of people aren't even aware if it's possible to buy life insurance at all. Dude, you remember that the breast cancer awareness in October that the NFL used to be all about? How weird are those throwback games going to be like when you see them all wearing pink now that they don't do it anymore? It's fucking hilarious. Anyways, the good news is that it's easy to shop for life insurance right now. And if you and your loved ones have loved ones, depending on your income, you probably should. Right now, you can save 1500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policy. Uh, when you're shopping for a policy that could last for a decade or more, use savings. those savings really start to add up. What is Policy Genius? It's an insurance marketplace built and backed by a team of industry experts. Here's how it works. Step one, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, you can work out how much coverage you need and compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price. Step two, apply for your lowest price. Step three, the Policy Genius team will handle all your paperwork and red tape. Step four, pour yourself a drink because it's over. Policy Genius works for you, not not the insurance, insurance company. So if you hit any speed bumps during the application process, they'll take care of everything. They even have policies which are allow eligible customers to skip the in-person medical exam and do it over the phone. Okay, can you reach down and grab your balls and turn to the left and cough? Um, how, did, how does that work? Um, that kind, are you on FaceTime? Oh, wait, 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 lift your sack again. I, I, I thought I saw something. Uh, that kind of service has earned Policy Genius a five-star rating across over 1,600 reviews on Trustpilot and Google. So if you need life insurance, head to policygenius.com right now to get started. You could save $1,500 or more by comparing quotes on their marketplace. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Hi, we're Policy Genius. Is that how it was supposed to end? That sounds like that should have been the beginning. Hi, we're Policy Genius. Is that the end? That was fucking weird. Um, Anyways, all right. Well, that's the podcast, everybody. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, I've been out here with my... Uh, I brought the family out here and everything. We've been having a great time. Uh, we went out to uh, lunch yesterday. And, dude, I got to tell you, my daughter is so goddamn funny now, man. She's just the best. 
She's just the best. And we've been really bonding because I'm, I'm learning how to do her hair. Uh, old Freckles is learning how to French braid. And uh, she doesn't care. She loves it because she gets to watch like Peppa Pig or uh, Bugs Bunny. I can't believe it. She's into Bugs Bunny. I actually, you know, I did the old dad thing. I was like, well, here's a card because she's watching all the new stuff. She watches like uh, Puppy Dog Pals, the Harlan Williams show. Um, she used to watch the uh, Vampirina. She hasn't watched that lately. Paw Patrol. Um, the one with is the gecko, whatever the fuck they are. I don't, I don't know that one. And then I was just like, I kind of slipped in Sesame Street, the old school ones, and uh, Bugs Bunny. And now she loves Bugs Bunny. So now she walks around. She goes, "Man, what's up, Doc?" She does all of that, and uh, it's the best. So she gets to watch those videos. While I'm when I'm doing doing her hair, it's the funniest shit ever. I'm sitting there doing her hair, and she's listening to like Elmer Fudd going, "I've been working on the werewolf." <laughs> Do you know someone was Tony V was telling me Elmer Fudd doesn't have a gun anymore? It's like he's a hunter. He didn't go in and shoot up a fucking school. I just don't understand. The fuck is that? Oh, it's my headphones. I thought that was somebody knocking. I was turning and my headphone was sliding off my ear really slowly. It sounded like somebody knocking. Um, anyway, um, what was I talking about? Um, yeah, like the, the stuff that they do. I believe the Cookie Monster is back to eating cookies again. It is just one of the dumbest things and like really just beyond censorship that the left has been doing. I cannot, as a lefty, I just cannot fucking believe that we've, we're, we're name-calling, we're, sense, we're doing every fucking thing that, used to, that the, the right used to do. We're ripping them off. We're, we're, we're a wannabe ACDC or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, hey, by the way, on the Bill Burt podcast, we have this hilarious hashtag that's... Uh, it's not original. I ended up finding out somebody else had it, but we sort of stumbled upon it with a little parallel thought. It was uh, hashtag uh, if I wasn't married, and it showed the stuff that you would buy. And the thing that I would, would have bought was the, uh, the uh, GMC RV with the Palm Desert green finish, right? So everybody was showing that, and somebody showed this helicopter, um, sent a picture of this helicopter uh, flight simulator, that was incredible. And I literally saw it. I was like, I want that fucking thing. And um, I went on the internet. I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. It had like a wraparound screen, just like you have in, a, in you know, the panoramic view that you have in a helicopter. It had the stick. It had the whole thing. Um, I got to try one of those out because I just want to see like what a fucking auto rotation feels like in that. My autos are so fucking, from, from my skill level, are so fucking great right now. My favorite thing is, you know, now is like if the low RPM horn comes on, if I'm high enough, I lower the collective. If I'm down low, I just pull back on the cyclic to recover the RPMs. But I, when I'm up higher in it, and if, you know, sometimes I have a, I have a habit of uh, having a nose up attitude when I go into it. So my, my speed slows down, which eventually slows down the rotor and I get into the low RPM horn. So then what would always happen was I would lower the collective like a fucking lab rat the second you hear that, hor- that horrific 
that sound, you know. I would lower the collective, which obviously lowers the nose, and uh, your RPMs come back up again. And I would never catch the RPMs again because it was too much. It was too overwhelming, too many things, trim, airspeed, RPM, too much shit, ground coming up to look at. But now the more you do them, the more you're sort of in the moment and everything slows down. And now I can, I'm getting to the point, I'm getting to the point where I can feel the RPMs going up and I just sort of catch them as they go back up so there's no worry about uh, overspeeding the main rotor and all of that. And I actually watched, there's this, there's this one for the Cabri G2, the helicopter that I want to get uh, someday that uh, this kid, I should really post it. I should post that fucking video because this kid does this, this auto rotation, right? And, you know, for all those people that, you know, talk about, oh, my God, you know, if it's an engine failure, what do you do in a helicopter? Just watch what this kid does. It's so amazing because he sees his spot, right? He's doing a, uh, you know, he's doing an auto, auto like, a, like practicing it. It's not like he actually had a real engine failure. So he sees his spot. He realizes he's going to overshoot it. And there's a number of things that you can do. And what he decides to do is he literally does like a big like 360 and he adds like an S turn. So what he's doing is he's just adding, you know, rather than going directly to the spot, he's sort of like serpentine into it. So you're, you're losing all of this altitude as you're doing it. And he has it figured out where he need, he knows where he needs to be. So when he comes out of the S turn and he comes all the way back around again, basically did a 360. He's now lined up with his spot, comes right in, goes into the flare, and just lands it like a daisy. And it's uh, it was so inspiring to watch that. But also knowing that I can do it, I can do eighty percent of that. My thing in the end is um, I don't hope this doesn't bore you, but there's there's a habit that's a sort of a natural thing they do that as you see the ground coming up you pull back on the stick it's it's just sort of this natural reaction even though the most subtle thing and what that does is it actually sort of begins your flare earlier or it can bleed off your fucking airspeed and everything so what you have to do is you've got to train yourself to look long and uh i just had gotten into that you know before i went on this trip so i can't wait to come back and get to that thing and i'm literally going to get to the point where I'm going to be able to do it as good as that kid. And then when I go out with my instructor, I'm just going to be like, okay, on this whole fucking flight, just chop throttle whenever you want to and I have to pick a spot. And then it just becomes muscle memory. And then for my entire time of flying, just like once a week, I'm going to go up with this guy and just do like, you know, 10, 15 fucking auto rotations, all different kinds, you know, right above the spot, um, you're too far away from the spot. That's another great one where you can, then you actually fly in the upper register of the low RPM horn coming on. So you can still maintain your RPMs, but you're listening to the horn on the, it's like the, the alarms on the entire time. Um, there's other things that you do where you can come in and if you're coming in and you're going to overshoot your spot, you turn the thing sideways, the helicopter sideways, which adds all this drag and then your pitot tube's not pointing into the wind, so your airspeed starts coming down, which freaks you out the first time because you're thinking like, oh, my God, I'm going too slow. I'm going to lose my fucking RPMs, and that's literally not what's happening. The whole It's the most fascinating fucking thing ever. And someone like me who had such a poor science background, now understanding the physics of all that, it's one of the coolest fucking things ever. So 
that's my nerding out helicopter shit. You know, I've nerded out about fucking drums and all of that stuff. Um, oh, by the way, um, this will be a little bit longer today. Let's talk music here. One of my other favorite fucking things. I have, uh, ah, shit, I don't have my phone with me, so I'm not going to remember the guy's name. I sort of stumbled upon this guy, this guitar player. Fuck. How do I get to it? What the fuck is the guy's name? I want to say it began with the T. Ah, God damn it. Remind me. I'll tell you. He's sort of like, you know, obviously heavily, 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 heavily influenced by uh, Jimi Hendrix. His last name begins with a T, I believe. I just don't know what his first fucking name is. Ah, fuck. I think it was T.R. something. Derek Trucks, Drive-By Truckers, John Mayo Trio. That's none of that. Oh, come on. I'm not going to be able to find it. God damn it. Anyways, I've been listening to to that uh, album and Aerosmith's first album, which I absolutely love because it's like two albums before they broke. They broke nationally, I believe, on Toys in the Attic. So um, when they, with each album, they got a little bigger and they would expand the circle where they could tour and sell tickets, just like a comic, anybody else trying to sell tickets on the road. But their first album, you could tell, like, you know, they put their money together. Maybe somebody backed them a little bit, but it's really raw and uh, moving out. Somebody, um, obviously, Dream On, which literally became a hit like like two, three years after they put it out. Oh, oh by the way, shout out to the great Joe Perry. Um, just had a birthday, 70 years young. Um and what else? Yeah, so I've just been going on walks out here like an old man, breathing in this fresh air, looking at all these beautiful farms out here. I hope you people out here on the East Coast, you really understand how fucking gorgeous where you live is after fucking being out there with the fires. But I will tell you, I'm not, you know, shitting on California because I absolutely love it out there too, um, which is something you learn how to do when you travel after a while. It's like you don't try to do what the fuck you do at home you figure out what people do where you're now at and you fucking jump in with both feet. You know, it's a fucking mistake. I used to do a bit about that. When I first moved to fucking L.A., you know, I tried to be the New York East Coast guy, Boston guy, you know, wearing my three-quarter leather, leaning into my accent, you know, trying to hang on to this fucking bullshit. Rather than just going on a hike and getting a burrito, I was bitching about their pizza. So fucking stupid. I actually lived... I lived in a fucking apartment that was a five-minute walk to one of the great hikes in Hollywood. Is it Runyon Canyon? I don't know what you call it. And I didn't even... I was there for eight months and didn't even know it was there. That's how much I, I was not fucking trying to check out shit when I was living in L.A. And um, this comic came out to stay with me for pilot season. When they used to have pilot season. And I remember she... Uh, she went out to get a coffee and fucking the first day she's like, Hey, do you know there's like a fucking amazing park right now? I was like, no, she's like, we should go do that. And like the next day we went out and did it. And I was just like, Holy shit. And we did it like every day. It was funny. Neither one of us booked a pilot and, um, but we did go hiking every day. <laughs> 
So anyways, I don't know what the fuck. I'm just babbling at this point because uh, I'm in a great mood because I'm doing shows again and I'm working, making a little bit of money here. Finally, in 2020, uh, thank God for the podcast and you guys listening because you guys have been keeping me afloat here. So that's it. That's the podcast. Uh, enjoy the music from the great Andrew Themelis. And we have a bonus episode of uh, a past Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Go Celtics. Hang in there. I didn't see the game, but I can tell that, you know, Miami just fucking would not go away, even though we had a lead and they just fucking ran us down. But uh, as much as it sucks if we do lose to Miami and not make the finals, I think this um, the, Celt- the young Celtics watching the more experienced Miami Heat, the way that they play, it rubs off on you. You learn how to win by losing to winners. And Miami is playing like a bunch of winners, man. And, and I cannot, I can't get mad at it. They're just playing fucking great. They're really playing great. But I'm also excited for the, uh, the future of the young Celtics. All right, that's it. Go fuck yourselves. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. Okay, I almost forgot. Um, stay tuned for my call into the Sports Gambling Podcast coming up right after the music break. I do all my picks for the NFL. By the way, old Freckles is 4-1 and one so far this year. So now that I said that, I'll probably go off the rails. But listen to it after the music. Okay. Bill Burr on the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Head over to mybookie.ag to get in on all the NFL action and use the promo code BURR for a 100% deposit bonus. That's mybookie.ag, promo code BURR. Joining us on the line, Bill Burr. Bill, coming off a red hot 4 and 1 run against the spread in the NFL. How was your uh, how was your football Sunday? My football Sunday was awesome. I uh I watched a bunch of games. I watched a little bit of uh, Buffalo as a Patriots fan. This, this was Josh Allen. The guy's throwing like 300 something yards, 400 yards. He has, he's leading the league in yards. So I'm excited for long suffering Buffalo fans. Um, but I'm also, you know, I think it's kind of cool though, that, that, you know, to see how Belichick with Cam Newton and all these new guys, how we match up. And I know that that's going to be a great game whenever that game comes up because, uh, you know, we've been getting the best of them for a while. So I know that they can't wait to beat us. So I watched a little bit of that. I watched Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. I watched a little bit of that in the Ravens Texans. I watched the surprising San Diego charger game. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was a made, that was a fun one. I missed the overtime, you know, I got kids and stuff. So I was dipping in and out of that. And then I watched a little bit of the, uh, the Raiders with their incredible new stadium. That stadium looks amazing Oh uh, yeah. against, uh, who did they play? The Saints. Yeah. I, I enjoyed all of those games. They, I just, I just kind of lucked out. And, uh, I also watched a little bit of Jacksonville and, uh, Tennessee. Was it Tennessee? Yeah. I think it was Tennessee. Yeah. No, it's I watched a lot. It, it's interesting too. I mean, the big concern coming into this season was like, oh, they don't have preseason. The games are going to be sloppy. It's going to be ugly. But I, I mean, I think overall the the quality of play. I mean, with the exception of uh, my Eagles looking like dog shit, most <laughs> of the I think overall the league has looked pretty solid. I mean, it was an exciting day. Injuries aside, there were there were good games as, as Bill was pointing out, and 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 dramatic oh my God, endings. San Francisco. Oh San Francisco yeah. Francisco got destroyed. Those. I mean. 
Who they they lost? It bosses? That isn't Bossa, Garoppolo, they lost a bunch of people, man. That's uh but I will say though, you know, I bet the NFL players union is definitely gonna be lobbying for one, at least one less preseason game because it's just it's just the nature of football. You can't go out and play it light. And there's people, you know, if you're like a start and you know you're gonna make the team and you line it up against some guy who's trying to make the team, it's like you kinda have to play a real game, even if it's just for a quarter. And the amount of money and what's on the line and just also the, the collateral damage of years of banging heads. What is the point is probably going to be their argument. Well, yeah, I mean, it is, it is crazy. And they even kind of hit on it in hard knocks. Like these guys at the edge of the roster kind of on the bubble. It's like you're lining up against a guy. He has a chance to make like crazy money for his family that he may never have the opportunity again against a guy who's just like, looking to get five snaps and get out of the game. Like the difference in sort of energy and what you're bringing. It just, it just seems like it could lead to a ton more injuries. I got a pitch for them. They should, they should call them the bubble games. And you got, you have a, a feel you rock you know, 11 people on both sides that are on the bubble, whether they're going to make yeah. it or not. And it becomes like survivor. Like who's going to, uh, who's it's like a reality show. <laughs> It'd be way more interesting as opposed to people going like, well, you know, Brady's just going to play like, you know, like two drives or whatever, a couple of snaps and it's going to be over. And then who cares? It's actually could be like a really interesting, like maybe would make it more dramatic. I'm sure the veterans would not care. Yeah. No, <laughs> who, who the votes? No. It. Right. Like this is the, the hypothetical, like who votes? No here. The guy's trying to make the roster like it. The coaches like it. Cause they get to coach football and the vets are like, hell yeah. Sign me up. I don't need to play this game. Well, yeah, and and that's yeah. kind of what people like about the college game. They like that these guys aren't, you know, the millionaires with like making business decisions out there. That's usually kind of the knock. And uh, I mean, that's the appeal of the college. Like, there's, I mean, granted, some of these guys are clearly getting paid under the table, but uh, the the purity and then and kind of the I don't know the home rivalry and everything is 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 certainly they're the not old enough to realize they don't have to work hard. Yeah, you know what I mean. They haven't they haven't been tainted by the money yet. Uh, but we actually got some uh, college football kicking off this week. Big game, or at least uh, especially for the show here. Coach O, Coach uh, Coach O, who we've always rooted for, and then Coach Leach, who yeah. is a regular calling into our podcast. So we're taking Mississippi State, getting sixteen and a half points. But LSU, former national champions, obviously they lost a bunch of players and uh, offensive coordinator to the pros. Are, are you going to be watching this game Saturday, Bill? Any any thoughts? You know, LSU was my team. I started watching them way back in the day. I, the coach's name escapes me. I just lost his name in my. I'm old now. Les the guy Miles. Who beat the grass. Oh no, Coach yeah, O. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Les, Les Miles. Miles. Oh yeah. my God, the he Mad was, Hatter. He was fun. He was yeah. He would. He used to coach some games like the you know the upper deck. So he's like, go for it, fake field goal. Like he did all of that stuff. He was really fun. The problem when he coached was they never had a quarterback, and they did that stupid thing where it was just like, Oh, it's a running play. Let's put the black quarterback in. It's a passing play. Let's throw <laughs> the white quarterback and neither guy could get in a rhythm or, or, or anything. So I really felt that that hurt them for a long time. So when, when Ed O got in there um, and you know, they got Joe Burrow from uh, Ohio state showing how loaded they are that that guy couldn't get time. Um, and now seeing what he's doing with Cincinnati, looking like a second, third year guy already. Um, I'm a huge LSU guy and, and, and Joe Burrow's killing it. That running back there with the 20 names there for Casey's doing great. And as a defensive <laughs> back for Jacksonville was lighting people up. 
that went to LSU too. So uh, it's a good look for them. But having said that, 16 and a half points. Is it at home? Yeah, it's at at LSU, laying 16 and a half. I mean, again, I, I'm big on the LSU program, but you know, Coach Leach with that air raid, I think they'll get enough to cover the 16 and a half. I think so too. And with the new quarterback, new system, new guys, I don't know what their running game looks like. That's a lot of points to put up with. I, I would take Mississippi State. You can't just, repl- I mean, a lot of guys playing on Sunday who just came off that team. So, yeah, good, I mean, good fade opportunity. Crazy amount of uh, pros, yeah, left the roster. And now you got to play against the air raid. I don't know. It's always kind of tricky. But uh, getting back to your Patriots, they're at home laying six points against the Raiders. Raiders obviously coming off that huge Monday night win at home against the Saints. Now they got to go up to New England. As a better, I always like taking Belichick after a loss. Are you are you uh, optimistic the Pats take care of business here? Where are you at with the Patriots this week? Yeah, no, I like the Patriots this week because I thought they looked twice as good as they looked against the Dolphins, and I don't think that they're going to be one of those teams that plays to their competition because of Coach Belichick. So um, the fact that we were able to compete with Seattle, who just you know you got to give Pete Carroll the, the, the draft picks that he just gets like defensive players that just really light people up and. Uh, I, and, and, and Russell Wilson is just, I mean, the guy, he, I still think the guy's underrated. I think because you play way up in that corner. You just don't get the shine of playing in, in, in other football markets. But the fact that we were able to be that competitive against them, the fact that I wasn't watching Cam Newton running all around, the fact that bird and Harry also got, you know, Harry had like eight catches and opened it up for Edelman. Edelman had like a career game. It like almost 180 yards. Um, but the only thing that worries me because we're protecting Cam well, our running game is still anemic, um, but uh, what's his face? You know, oh god, I'm I'm too old with the names. I know he just lost <laughs> uh, his poor guy. Lost his mom in a J- car accident. James he wasn't White. able to play. Yeah, I mean, God, what a phone call to get off. Oh Jesus! So um, I'm hoping we can get our running game going. And um, but I mean, I know his dad's still in critical condition. That's just a lot to ask. For someone to then go out and go play football and all that when your mind's going to be somewhere else. But I still like the Patriots at home. I thought um, going up against like the unsolvable problem of Russell Wilson, we played him really, really well. We played, you know, their receivers well. It's just the, they just right now that they, they, they were a better team. So, but I like us at home. I don't mind giving six points. Derek Carr, a very solvable problem. Belichick will have that one figured out. And, and I got to imagine that uh, in games following a massive bear hug of John Gruden and make Mike Mayhack don't go well for the Raiders. I mean, gee, I, this is just the ultimate time to bet. Well, yeah. Raiders. And you watch them Monday night. It looked like they won the super bowl. Like if there was, if there was a tub of Gatorade and they could pour <laughs> it on them, you know, I'm sure it violates a bunch of COVID rules or whatever. They would have done that. It had that feeling, you know, jacked up first game in the new stadium. And now you're going up to new England, new England coming off a loss. They're going to be yeah. firing on all cylinders. Possibly the, but uh, I, I think, but Gruden's gone through a lot. I love Gruden. And and, and he went through like he, that they, he picked that team up from the ashes. So they, I, I don't think that they overly celebrated. They needed that. They really needed that win. That was great for them. Their franchise, the whole new location, everything. So I think it's going to be a tough game, but I still think we pull it out and beat them by uh, I think we'll beat them by more than six. Yeah. I mean, again, for me, it's all about Belichick coming off a loss. Yeah. He's going to have those guys ready to go, especially at home. 
possibly a game of the week, Monday night Ravens, three and a half point favorites against the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, to me, it seems crazy to give the, the Kansas city chiefs points. But again, how do you go against this Ravens team right now? They've looked unstoppable both games. Granted, Cleveland and uh, Houston's defense hasn't looked amazing, but I, I don't know what, which uh, which side are you leaning here, Bill? Is the game in Baltimore? Yep, they're at home, laying three and a half Monday night. There, I mean, should be a great game. Yeah. Oh man, and it's early in the season. I I actually use. I don't know much about the Ravens' defense. I don't. Um, pretty good this year I so think far. I, yeah, I think though, there's something about Kansas City where they wear you down, and you think you got them, and then they just—I don't know—somewhere late in the third quarter, like they just start clicking, and, you know, and you think you're shutting everybody down, and then all of a sudden they just start going. Like, uh, I, I think I, I, I'm going to take Kansas City with the points. Smart man. Not often you get to get points with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you're getting points with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, again, I, I'm kind of scared to fave the Ravens, but again, the Chiefs shouldn't be getting three and a half points. Like they, we've just saw them go off on like a historic run to end last season. Can't you see the stupid ESPN animations with Patrick Mahomes throwing five <laughs> touchdowns like mortar shells? Yeah, I, I just think also Patrick Mahomes is a big game guy, and the fact that it's on Monday night, he knows the other players in the league are probably watching the game, checking it out. I just think that the bigger the game, the better the stars play. No disrespect, obviously to Lamar Jackson, the guy's incredible, but I just think uh, that, that, that they, I I think they're going to have too many weapons. The game's too long. I saw it last year as a Patriots fan. You can contain those guys for only so long. And then they just, they just, I don't know. They just, they, the ball starts getting rolling and then it, it gets, it can get ugly quick against those guys. And I just think Monday night football, you know, Mahomes is a stud and he's going to, he's going to deliver. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely seems like they kind of have that fast break, almost like a basketball style golden state warriors type where once they start hitting a couple threes, they get that momentum, the muscle memory, the guys just start firing on all cylinders. And especially if you give Andy Reed like an extra day to prepare Again, it's no knock on the Ravens or Harbaugh, but uh, yeah, lay, given that extra half a point, maybe that could be key. But yeah, Chiefs plus three yeah. and a half seems to be the way they Absolutely. go there. All right, Bill. Before we let you go here, any uh, any big season takeaways from now until the end of the season? Any any predictions uh, you have? Just I know we small sample size. We've only seen two games so far. Any big thoughts for uh, from now until the end of the season? I got to be honest with you. I am so excited that they're just playing the games. (laughs) I'm enjoying the NHL playoffs. I'm watching the NBA. I'm doing all of that. I I, am just so excited to play in the games. I'm almost like living in the moment. So I haven't even thought beyond week two, forget about three. I I have no idea. And the NFL, you know, there's so many good teams. There's so many good new quarterbacks coming out and all of that type of stuff that I don't. Um, I don't think two weeks in you can really see um, any sort of like. Yeah, these guys. I think they have what it takes. You know, it's September. That's why it's so hard to gamble in <laughs> September. It's probably why I'm four and one. Just I mean, it's just out of dumb luck. Believe me, 
My professional handicapper. Mid October. <laughs> no, by mid October, people are going to stop listening to me. <laughs> well, this is. I mean, and this is. Did you hear that, Sean? Coach speak one game at a time. I like that. Well, you didn't fall for the trap. It's all about the next game. See, that's how good Belichick is. Even the (laughs) Patriots fans know we're taking it one game at a time. We don't want to look past to October. We're uh, that's the that's part of the brilliance of Bill Belichick. They all think the guy's a boring guy. He isn't. He knows what people do in the media. They're going to take anything that he says and and try to turn it into bulletin board material. So he gives short quick answers and just compliments the other team and people. And then people just take it at face value. He's already playing the game when he's talking to people in sports media and people think that this guy doesn't put a lampshade on his head after a couple of shots of tequila. I know he does. <laughs> yeah, I you know mean, he does. He you, just, yeah, he's you, not going to do it at a press conference. <laughs> yeah. You've seen the shots of him, like hanging out with his uh, girlfriend or wife at the time. And he's out, out on some yacht in Florida. Like you don't think that guy's having a good time. Yeah. He realizes he's talking trash. He's having a great time. You know, he is. <laughs> you don't think that guy has a couple shots and brings up the fact that he won five super yeah. bowls. How would you not? These guys are if you, regardless of where you are. Five? In the, Did you just say five? You forgot five, the six. six. Oh wait, you're right. He Cause won he won eight. Yeah, yeah, he won some with the Bills. My best the, call the Giants. Giants, had my bad. Was I said that he was going to shut down the Rams because I, I already knew he shut down John Elway in '86 and he shut down uh, 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 Jim Kelly and all those lunatics in 1990. He's built an entire career on shutting down high powered up. He owned the Colts and Peyton Manning with their three headed monster. He owned those guys. This is that's what this guy does. He's the greatest defensive mind. He's the modern day Paul Brown. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, looking back in hindsight, Sean McVay didn't have a chance. It's like you're going to bring Jared Goff against uh, Bill Belichick, who's just salivating, having two weeks to prepare how to shut him Brought down. Brought a, a butter knife to a fucking war. <laughs> Dude, forget about that. What about what about Mike Martz playing into the Patriots? Oh, uh, my God. That's... And, and they, st- they didn't even use Marshall Falk. It was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, really, you could make a case that first Super Bowl with Brady coming off the bench and, and making that run—that was possibly some of the greatest that coaching a, run that of that all was time. A great, great offense. Hey, guess who was at that game? Oh wait, you were you were at that first Super Bowl? I went to the one where we lost to the Packers, and then I when I went when we beat the Rams, and I said I was going to go every time the Patriots went to the Super Bowl, and then the next time they went, I think it was against Carolina. I was doing the world series. The dice sketch was, was <laughs> a, for Chappelle show was shooting first one out of the gate on Monday morning. It was the first time I met the late great Charlie Murphy. And I was so bummed. I couldn't go to the game, but obviously psyched to be on the Chappelle show. And I just remembered at the end of the game when we won and I still had, you know, back then it cost about 1500, two grand to go. And when I still had that money in my pocket and I didn't have to get on a plane, and I really looked back and I said, you know, I won the, I watched the first one they ever won. I was there with my, my older brother and my dad. It's not going to get better than that. Oh yeah. Um, and then I, I didn't go to another one. Um, I haven't gone to one since. And, and I, I, you know, I, I, I had the experience, let some other past fan get the ticket, somebody else or whatever. And, and I'm, and I always, if I ever go again, I'm, you you have to sit in the crowd, man. You can't, you can't be up there in the, the stupid one of those boxes. It's just like, you feel like you're watching it at home while you're there. I hate those things. Yeah. I mean, that's well, and also, I mean, that's an all time life. I mean, that's like a, 
awesome problem to have. Hey, I can't go to the Super Bowl to watch my team. I'm I'm working on the Chappelle show. That that must have been I know, right? Cry me a river. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying that's a well, that's a great they, spot. they won the game too, so yeah, it exactly. all worked out. It all worked out. <laughs> you certainly yeah, I yeah. mean to be on the other side of that. Well, Bill, appreciate you calling in as always, man. Uh, thanks a lot and uh, best of luck with the picks this weekend. Okay. The only one I have, I'm really, you know, it's always the Pats. I just want the Pats to win. <laughs> <laughs> Go Pats. All right, guys. Thanks, man. I'll see you. Thanks for checking out the Sports Gambling Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to hear us pick every NFL game against the spread and give us a follow on Twitter at Gambling Podcast. And of course, if you want to play, win, and get paid, go to mybookie.ag, promo code BURR. Something in my liberty. Oh, my, my. Happiness coming and going. I watch you look up and watch my fever growing. I know just where I am. But how many corners do I have to turn? How many times do I have to learn? All the love I have is in my mind. But I'm a lucky man with fire in my hand. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, September 24th, 2012. What's going on? How are you? How, how's your little Monday doing? Where are you? Are you at work? You sitting in your cubicle? Are you on a treadmill? Did you call in sick? Did you do that? Did you have the right sound in your voice? Yeah, hey, uh, it's Michael. Uh, I, I don't know what happened. You know, last night I wasn't feeling so good. And, uh, you know, you just fucking hear yourself going, what am I doing? I can't just be like, hey, this is Michael. Listen, um, that job is fucking sucking the soul out of me, but I don't have any other financial options. So, you know, I'm going to keep working there, but not today. How about that? All right, go fuck yourself. I'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> That'd be great if you could just be that honest and still somehow earn a living. You know, somehow fucking still be asked to come to work the next day. Uh, Michael, can you come in here? Uh, we some concerns about some of the insubordinate comments that you made. What does that word even fucking mean? Does insubordinate mean independent thoughts? Is that what it is? Some of your thoughts that are outside the, you know, the thoughts that we told you to have, you're not having anymore. And that, that concerns us. You were always a guy who was thinking, um, what we were telling you to think in the past and suddenly you're not. And that concerns us. And that concerns us. So just to let you know, you just went from the yellow list over to the blue list. And the next list is the red list. And those people go first. What's that? I'm talking about FEMA camps. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> that's something I looked up, reading about those fucking lists that they have. I wasn't, I wasn't fucking reading about them. Did I read about him? I just watched a couple of YouTube videos about it. You know what's funny about the fucking New World Order? You know what makes me chuckle about it? Is it's completely on paper. It's totally fucking necessary. <laughs> I have come full circle. I understand why I'm going to be eliminated. So if anybody in a fucking hood, a cloaked hood or whatever, you know, if you're listening in while you're dripping fucking hot wax on a goddamn Maltese Falcon, whatever the fuck you're doing in your weird ass little, 
ritual. I, I, I don't need to be re-educated. I get it. Just get on with the killing. You know? I'm going to be the only guy going to a death camp by playing a banjo. You know, with a folk tune called I Get It. <laughs> um, no, I seriously, you know. I was reading all this shit about, you know, how in the U.N. they're finally addressing, talking about the population problem. And a lot of people are coming up with this shit where they're just like, look, we got to get rid of 90% of the population, you know. And to do it in a way that, like, you know, doesn't make every other fucking genocide, like, look. What am I trying to say here? The only way you can fucking do that. What am I trying to fucking say here? Jesus Christ. Okay, so thanks. Go. All right. If everybody just has one kid from here on out, we can get the population down to like three and a half billion by 2075. But I but the problem is, is like most things, we just treated it like a term paper. It's too fucking late. So you got other people like, oh, no, we got to fucking, you know. You got the other people, they're acting like, you know, the host of that hoarder show where they're just like, throw it all out. It's all shit, right? I think that that's what they're going to do. So I guess if you want to survive, what you have to do is you got to up what you bring into the game. You know, because if you're like me and you're kind of like the human equivalent to a stack of newspapers with a dead cat underneath it. You know, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be out. You're gonna be out the fucking window, right? I wonder if they're gonna let you choose how you want to die. How would you do it? Yeah, what do I do? You know what I would like? I'd like I would like to fucking be on some sort of bungee cord that goes fucking instead of up and down, it goes side to side, and I just swing on it. They they bring me back oh, like a oh, like a giant slingshot. And just get shot to that giant TV at a uh, Cowboys game during like a Monday night football game. You know, knowing that I'm going to die, but I set it up like it's going to be this stunt where I'm going to go over it, you know, and I just horrify some kids. That'll be like my last thing as I bounce off that turf right next to Tony Romo. I'm sorry, people. I've been alone all fucking week. This is the shit I'm thinking about. This is the Monday morning podcast, everybody. This is the uplifting MMP Talking about eliminating 90% of the people, the world's population, as you sit there eating a fucking eclair. Huh? Who had one already? Who already had a fucking eclair this week? Huh? Who? Honey? Why? The people eat eclairs. Who eats a fucking eclair? You know what I mean? With that fucking goddamn jizz in the middle of it. I mean, if, like, it wasn't disgusting enough. You got to get like a donut facial. That's got to be like one of the, you know, like the low points when you just have like total like just self-hatred. I would think as a fat person, if you just bought a dozen eclairs, when you're polishing off like the eighth or ninth one, if you had a big fuzzy beard and it's all in your mustache and you look like you're in some donut bukkake movie, you just got you just got <laughs> gotta be like, well, what, the, what happened? You know, I used to climb trees. I used to do cartwheels. Um, I'm going back to L.A. tomorrow, man. I had a great week at Caroline's. Uh, I want to thank everybody. I got two more shows. I'm recording this uh, Sunday afternoon before I do my final two shows. As you notice, my voice is a little froggy, you know, from screaming like a jackass all week. 
The problem is, is I have the sensation opening up for me. And, you know, the way he screams as a feature act, I have to go there as a headliner and I have to yell even more. Um, no, we've been having a real good time this week, giving each other shit about each other's acts, the stuff we don't like about it. And both of our acts got better. You know, our friendship suffered a little bit on a creative level, but I think at the end of the day, it's a nice thing. I know what a lot of you guys are thinking. Well, why didn't you just have Joe come over and do the fucking podcast? Uh, because we drank until five in the morning. That's why. Okay. And just out of a common courtesy, you know, friend to friend, when you drink with somebody till five in the morning, you don't ask them to drag their ass out of bed and come in onto your podcast for absolutely no fucking money. Do you know what I mean? Although I bet if I put a couple of eclairs down, I bet Joe would show up. You know? Oh, fucking shoeless Joe. All right. What else? Fucking goddamn Jets won. I don't have a TV, so I have no fucking idea. I didn't watch it. it looks like the Dolphins blew that one. So they're 2-1. They're I figure by the time you hear this, the Patriots will be 1-2. and two. I don't know. The Patriots are going to be one of those teams, you know? That those jerk-offs on ESPN will be like, you know, I'll tell you, if I'm a Patriots fan, i got to be thinking, which team's going to be showing up tomorrow? I mean, look at the stats. First week, I mean, they're scoring like 48 points, went up 17, and you're thinking, okay, shut up. You fucking nerd. You know, you know what I want? I want well-spoken people who actually played the game to tell me, what I should be thinking. I don't want to listen to somebody who went to fucking journalism school, all right, and was in chess club telling me what, what, what Tom Brady's got to be thinking. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm fucking grumpy. Um, I don't even know what's going on. I went to a fucking football game last week, so I missed the Patriots blow it against Tampa Bay. I still have that on my DVR. You like that echo in this apartment, the sparsely furnished apartment I have? You know what's great about an echo in a room? It makes you, it just makes you feel like you're addressing a bunch of people. Ask not what your country could do for you. You know, I think I could give one of those political speeches, one of those rah-rah things. Today, America is at a crossroads. And if you look back at our history... This country has been defined by the choices that we have made when we have reached the crossroads. Takes strength, takes courage, takes conviction. But I believe that my fellow if <laughs> he's just sitting there staring at their shoes, waiting for that fucking moment where they know they're supposed to clap, that I feel that we can. Rise above today's challenges, and we will, because that's what America made up. And everybody <laughs> starts fucking clapping. And then you're sitting there going, all right, that's good. That's good. I got through the first 10% of the speech. Nobody's taking a shot at me. So I haven't pissed off the loony birds or the people who employ me, right? I haven't pissed off the bankers or the corporations. And I haven't pissed off fucking Eddie Earl fucking Johnson from East Mississippi, He's coming up here with his handmade fucking Glock. Isn't that what rednecks do? Don't they just sit around a, a whittling? A whittling all day, you know, with their fucking weapons? You know something? Guns are like the comic book for like, uh, for like rednecks. You know, like nerds are always into like, they have like a comic book collection. 
like Anthony Cumia from the wonderful ONA program. He's like a comic book nerd, except he's, he's into guns. And instead of talking about whether the Hulk could be Captain America, he talks about, oh, the lovely Nia, everybody. Hang on. Hey, Nia. Hey, I'm almost done recording the podcast. Let me call you right back. Bye-bye. See that? That was a little white lie. I'm not almost done. I'm only fucking 10 minutes in. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do to keep a relationship going. You know, you don't tell big lies, but a bunch of little ones. I'm going to be there in five minutes. How many times you tell that lie? Hmm? Absolutely. Yes, I was listening to you. Well, you, you were talking about how your mom, I don't know. Why are you fucking coming at me, right? We've all done that shit. You know, I did this morning. This is how much of a fucking sports nerd I am. I just wrote down all the fucking teams that I've seen. People seem to be interested in that. Other, well, who's, who's kidding who? Other fucking sports nerds. Um, where the hell is it here? I only need to see four more professional teams. 14 more. And I'm done. I've seen all the fucking baseball teams. I've seen all but five, right? All but four football teams. And I'm going to see three of them in the next fucking month or so. So I'll have one more there. Hockey, I got three more to see. Ottawa, the Hurricanes, and the Lightning. Otherwise known as O, G, and Zuz. Who the fuck wants to go to any of those places? Ottawa. Huh? You're halfway to Toronto. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Hurricanes and the Lightning, yeah, that's just that's just not going to happen. And then basketball, I got the Dirty South. I don't know when the fuck I'm going to see half the Grizzlies, the Bobcats, the fucking Magic. I never go down south, right? The Hornets. I got the Spurs and the Suns. And then the Raptors. Really? I'm going to go all the way to Toronto to go see a fucking CBA team? These last few are going to be rough. They're going to be rough. And um, I wonder what's going to happen when I finally complete this goal. Am I going to high-five myself for going to all these events by myself? Isn't it rather sad when you think about it? Even nerds, when they go to the fucking Comic-Cons, they, they got someone to go with, right? Drive next to each, sit next to each other as they drive down to the fucking thing. Um, all right, let's do a little advertising, shall we, people? So I'm starting to fucking sweat here. I had to open a window. I hope I'm not being too goddamn loud. What are they going to do? Huh? Yell at me. Hey, fucking keep it down. Yeah, you fucking keep it down. Um, stamps.com, everybody. Would you like to bring the post office into your apartment, into your house, into your dwelling? Wouldn't that be great? Who's kidding who? Going to the post office? Sure, you see other people. You know? You listen to their dumb stories about what their kid's doing. And you don't care. You don't care about that kid. You probably think that kid's ugly. Right? Why do you want to go down and listen to that dumb stories? Run into that person who's sitting there, you know? You haven't seen him since high school? Why Wouldn't it be great if you could just stay in your own place where you live? Just print out your own stamps. What if you got a little scale? You could, oh, I want to put something in a box. And you just weigh it, right? And you put a little, little stamp on it. You take it out to the post office. And you tell that psycho to pick the damn thing up and take it back to the uh, place where he works. Then you're done. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, listen, you can do that with stamps.com. You can buy and print US, official U.S. postage using your own computer and printer. You can get the postage for any letter or package whenever you need it, 24-7. You can do it at 4 in the morning. You can do it at 11 o'clock. 
uh, then just hand it over to your mailman, just like I said, and you'll never have to go to the post office again. Okay? That's it. Um, it's great for small business, homes, offices, and people like me that use stamps.com to send out DVDs to my fans, provided there's some available. Whole different story. It saves me time, money, and makes my life easier. Uh, right now, use my last name, Burr, B-U-R-R, for this special offer, no-risk trial, plus a $110 bonus offer that includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Put down that eclair. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr, B-U-R-R. Uh, that's Burr. Stamps.com. Sorry, I just got distracted by the phone. So anyways... Back to the goddamn podcast here. Sorry. Actually, I had to take that fucking phone call. But through the wonder of the pause button. Um, I can't wait to get the fuck out of New York. I got to tell you something. This, I, I, I can't stay in shape in this fucking city. Especially when you're going out goddamn drinking. And then you fucking walk home and you get the slice of pizza or a fucking goddamn bacon, egg, and cheese. You know? It's amazing that everybody in this, this city doesn't weigh nine zillion pounds. I guess it's because you walk around so much. You know, I don't know. I have to give a shout out to the uh, sort of like dictator light that they have here. Um, what's his name? Bloomberg. You know, that guy, you know, who are, legally you can only have two terms and somehow he got around it and he's in his fucking third term. Basically, he's going to leave. <laughs> he's going to step down being mayor when he's goddamn ready. This motherfucker, he's taken away. He puts seats in the middle of the street in Times Square. He did it down near Macy's. The old Herald Square, right? Right, Herald Square. And, uh, and then on all these other fucking streets, he just lets people kind of park in the second lane over from the curb. And then the other lane is like a, a bike lane. I guess he just doesn't want people driving around anymore. Either that or he's aware that the world population is going to be reduced by 90% and he's getting the jump. Just going like, well, we don't need all these fucking lanes. <laughs> we don't need all this shit, you know? We'll just put some seats. We'll put some sun chairs right in the middle of fucking Times Square. Maybe, you know something? Maybe he's trying to warn us, you know? But if he warns us, they're going to kill his entire family. So these are the little hints that he's giving us. These little things. He used his fucking money to stay in office to give us the hint that the, uh, the extermination is coming. Right. See, this is this is why Nia is so good for me and having a dog when I'm around people. And, I, you know, you just have you have great thoughts. This is how you become the Unabomber. You just fucking hang out with yourself. It only takes a good eight days, eight days. You slowly go nuts. You start you just start thinking about. Uh, I don't know what you think about. You think about dying. Thinking about that shit, this is just, this is fucking depressing. You know, it'd be great if I watched some football, I could talk about that. I have absolutely nothing to talk about. I can just riff about the fucking bare walls in my fucking apartment here. Would you guys be upset with me if I just broke down and started crying here on the podcast? Would you do that? Oh, here's something for you. My agent came by with some of the cities I'm going to be performing in next year. Next year, baby. Would you like to hear them? Would you like a list of some of them? <clears throat> I got, let me, let me see if there's some here that I've, uh, haven't been to in a while. What do we got here? I don't know. I've been to all of these fucking cities. Oh, I'm finally maybe going to have a Vegas night. 
That'll be great. Why don't you guys come out and see me in Vegas? Come out there with your boys, get drunk, get a fucking hooker. Right? Couple of call girls, luck, be a lady tonight. Put on a condom, that's right. And even afterwards, you jump in the shower and wash your crotch real good. You should have just had her blow you. Are you fucking nuts? Why'd you go inside? Who fucking knows what's in that fucking cooch? See, this is why I have to close the windows. I can't do this. People have kids in this building. I'll tell you, this water, this Poland Spring water that was probably bottled nine years ago and put in a warehouse is absolutely fucking delicious. How do they keep the algae off of it? Do you know my, I have a fucking, um, I have a water fountain in my front yard and I know you're thinking, Jesus, your house must be amazing. It isn't. And neither is the water fountain. It's this little douchey, it's like, it's somewhere between like a fucking bird bath and something Jesus would wash his, you know, wash uh, maybe your feet in, right? He wouldn't wash his feet because that would actually be doing something for himself, which he never did. He never did anything for himself. He did it all for you. And thanks a lot for not appreciating him. If you turn your pages, oh, I was going to go to church today. I was actually going to do that. Why don't I go? Oh, because I, I can get up to fucking 12. I like doing that every once in a while. Just going. Going down there and remembering that I'm going to go to some fiery fucking grave. Um, so anyway, so I got this little stupid glorified birdbath that they're calling a fountain. And uh, I, I just, for the life of me, I can't keep the thing clean. There's just algae all over the fucking place. There's goddamn mosquitoes laying eggs in there. So then I got to go out and go buy all this fucking poison and stick it in the water. You know, and then what happens? And some other animal comes by and goes, oh, wow, look at the goddamn water. I think I'll have a drink. And then I fucking whack this skunk or a raccoon or some other fucking uh, varmint. You know, and technically those things are varmints. I know, you know, what's his face? You sent me Sam gave that, gave that word a bad name. Well, actually, is a rabbit considered a varmint? Maybe it is. I was just told, you know, if you had hair, you were a mammal. I didn't know what varmint. Is varmint like a racial slur for a mammal? Does that word mean midget in their world? Because I know like a skunk, possum. What else is there? Raccoon. Those are all varmints. Like when you're, when you're a, a redneck or a serial killer, you know, that's, that's what you start with. Except rednecks, for the most part, they stop at like elk. Where if you're a, you're a serial killer, you keep going. But I don't think you work your way up to elk. You know, I think you 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 kill like a, a like an adolescent bear, and then you kill a fat person, and then that's that's the that's that's the off ramp you take, right? <laughs> How many fucking minutes am I in? What am I talking about? Oh, Jesus, 22 fucking minutes in. Can I, can I put out an EP this week? Is that good? You know, it'd be great if somebody asked a fucking question in Nia, and then I could do another one of those epilogues, and then I'll fucking splice it back on like I'm reattaching a limb. Wouldn't that be phenomenal? You can't believe the shit that I watched this week on YouTube. I watched some shit about some soldiers coming back from Iraq, talking about all the horrible stuff they did, taking their medals off, throwing them, and that type of shit. And, uh... 
uh, you know, I don't know. Just can't wrap my fucking head around. It's too much, too much to take in. And that's the thing. I needed to watch football. I needed a little bread and circus, as the old expression goes, right? Whenever the people are ready to revolt against the king, they sent out some bread and they sent some tumblers down there and some people to tell jokes and everybody got shit faced. Their bellies were full of bread and they're like, ah, the king's all right. We'll, we'll attack the castle tomorrow. Right? Maybe sent down a couple of harlots. Isn't that what they did? Or did it, am I remembering like an episode of like uh, Game of Thrones? I want to start watching that show. I watched a couple episodes and that little kid is just so fucking evil, man. You know? He's like a whole nother level like a children of the corn. That kid. Remember that little bastard? Is there anything more hateable than a kid in power? You know, I wonder if they got whacked more than an adult. An adult, you actually, you can at least think that maybe they work to get the job. But, you know, when you're sitting there taking fucking, you know, some eight-year-old kid. Off with his head. His fucking voice hasn't even changed. I have to learn how to scream properly on stage. Fucking voice gets like this every goddamn weekend. Oh, let's read some more fucking advertising, for Christ's sake. At least I can get that in, right? I'll get that in before this thing slowly peters out. You know? Actually, you know, when you think about it, isn't this kind of a nice way to start the week? I feel like, you know what? I feel I'm speaking in the same voice like someone speaks in at like the end of a yoga class. I hope you guys all have a wonderful week. And just remember some of the lessons that you've learned over the last hour. Connecting. Letting go. Getting in touch with that voice inside you. Sorry, I know this is creepy. Um, all right, e-voice, everybody. Would you like to turn your life around? Would you like to start a business without having to actually have a place where it exists? Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't it be great if you could act and make it sound like you actually had an office? Well, eVoice gives you that ability. You don't even have to buy another cell phone because with the wonder of eVoice, you can get a bunch of cell phone numbers for your cell phone. And once again, I forget what the word is. Why do I always want to say viral phone numbers? Why don't I write it down on this copy? Virtual. You can get a bunch of virtual phone numbers. You can walk up to somebody with a cell phone that has a number, another number to it and say, this is my business number, okay? And then they think they're calling an office because they also have uh, their professional uh, voiceover actors for your answering machine. They'll pick it up and make it seem like you have some James Bond maybe partner or some sexy coworker or something like that. They get call forwarding, toll-free 1-800 numbers. Um, automatic attendant, advanced voicemail, voicemail to text, voicemail to email. Uh, e-voice is perfect for business, for the business, for a business person on the move. Um, click on the e-voice banner on billbird.com podcast page or go to www.evoice.com slash billbird to get your exclusive six-month free trial. E-voice, your mobile phone at work. I mean, that's tremendous. It really is tremendous. I wish they had that when I was starting out. But, you know, then again, I didn't have an idea for a business. <laughs> I wish I could have utilized that back in the day when I wasn't smart. What do you guys think about the Patriots-Ravens tonight? You know, what do you think? What do you think? I'm worried that Tom Brady's going to get hurt tonight. I got to be honest with you. We got a rookie protecting the fucking blind side. I don't like it. I don't like it. We're good against the run, but all they got to do, old Joe Flacco himself, if he finally plays up to his potential, 
All right? They all they got to do is just go into the hurry-up offense. That's all they got to do, and they got to go right down the goddamn field. Um, all right, let's read some fucking uh, – Let's read some questions for this week. We're on, the, we're on this side of the half hour, and I'm already into the questions. Can you believe that? I know what you're not. I know something that you can absolutely believe is that I can't find where the fuck the questions are in the goddamn podcast. Oh, there they are. All right. Oh, here's a pet peeve of mine in New York that I completely forgot about. When you walk down the street, um, like how fucking angry you can get. You know, when you're walking behind somebody and you're trying to go past them because they're walking too slow and they, they serpentine down the sidewalk, it's like they're, they're either doing it on purpose or their fucking equilibrium is off. And you just want to punch them in the back. Every time you go left, they start going left. You cut back right. Then you just do that <sighs> fucking evil exhale in their fucking ear and it startles them. You know, if it was the movie, they'd drop a bag and a grapefruit would roll out. It's always a great thing great visual in movies to let people know that that character was startled because they dropped a bag of fruit, you know? And it's always rollable fruit. It's never a banana. It would just fall there like a fucking receiver off a goddamn phone. Um, and then also how when you're walking down the street and a lovely lady's coming your way and there's not enough room for both of you, you start to turn, right? You start to turn and she doesn't turn at all. Like she's a goddess, you know? It's just... How far do I got to take this gentlemanly thing? Why don't? You, how come I have to adjust my body 100%? You don't even, they don't even fucking look at you. They just like stare straight ahead. You know what I used to do in New York? I had this passive aggressive fucking move that I would do. I, I had a, um, you always have like a bag. If you're going to be out for a while, you know, you don't have a car. So you got all your shit in like a fucking backpack. I'd have it slung over one shoulder. And if somebody was not going to get out of my fucking way as, or more than even making an attempt to adjust their body, as they were walking by me, and I got to do all the fucking moving, right? Like this unhealthy fucking relationship. What I do is right as they're about ready to pass me, I'd have my bag on my right shoulder. They're on my left. What I would do is right as they're going by me, I would turn around and look over my right shoulder, turning my back and whacking them with the bag. And then I'd immediately turn around and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that, you know? Totally fucking passive-aggressive. That's how, that's how I handled that shit. Because I wasn't man enough to just punch him in the face. Um, all right. Here's one. From a lady. Hey, Bill, what kind of sunscreen do you use? Um, I unfortunately don't really use sunscreen. When I do use it, uh, I don't go higher than 50. If you try to use... When I use the 100, it's so thick it like pulls my arm hair off. <laughs> It feels like glue. You know, sunscreen 100 feels like glue. But I'll use 50, 35. But the key is you got to wear a hat because you can't put sunscreen above your eyes because it drips down in and it gets all stingy. You know, I don't put it on my face too much. I got I got a beard and a hat. I think I'm all right. Um, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Were you just really saying you're a pasty motherfucker and uh, I know you use it? Are you a fellow redhead? Is that what you are? I don't fucking know. Um, a lady roommate. Hey, Bill, huge fan of the show. Wanted to see if you had any advice for this situation I found myself in. A little over a month ago, I moved to Phoenix and moved in with a friend. Of, oh, yeah, did you go up Camelback Mountain yet? That's a fucking great hike. You got to go up that one. 
Somebody dies up there every fucking year, which always cracks me up to be like alone in the wilderness while you can actually see buildings in the distance. It's got to be so frustrating. Um, little ugly ass fucking roadrunners. All right. A little over a month ago, I moved to Phoenix and moved in with a friend from college. No real problems there. But he did have a female college-aged roommate that he got along with, so we ended up setting, settling on a three-bedroom. All right, so it's two dudes and a chick. This is already like a sitcom. This is like fucking Reverse Three's Company. Come and knock at my door. Let's wait for you. Well, the kisses. Remember how fucking America was just like that, you know? Nice and simple. I guess it was probably fucked up then. I was just too young to notice. Sitting there eating a popsicle. Well, the kisses are hurt. Larry's upstairs, 50 years old, fucking everything that moves. Um, All right. I only know a few people in town, and my work schedule is grueling. It makes it really hard to meet too too many people over the course of the week. All right. So you're setting up your excuse for why you're already fucking your friend's friend. All right. You know, I work a lot. I can't get to meet people. Uh... Why go out for pussy when it's right next door? I get it, buddy. I get it. You know? It's Discovery Channel. Does the lion go after the toughest zebra or the fucking wounded one? Or the little baby one? Or the one walking around wearing the fucking juicy shorts? Um, I'm sure by now you've pinpointed the key word in the above paragraph. Female. Yes, I have, sir. Yes, I have. So you can see where this is going. My second weekend here... We all go out, get sloppy, jalopy drunk. And she informs me that she broke up with her boyfriend of five years. Ah, wonderful. So, of course, I do the gentlemanly thing and fucked her brains out. Oh, he goes, so, of course, yeah, I do the gentlemanly thing and fuck her brains out or flop around like a dead fish on top of her. Um, It's one of those two. Once I'm done, I leave, I go to my room, and we don't mention... we don't, mention, we don't mention it in the morning, and it's not awkward at all. Ah, oh, if I had the Alleluia song. Oh, that's fucking great. Would you guys look down at me if I told you that I was just jealous of this person right now? That's fucking perfect. And the hardest thing is going to be for you to not fuck this up, for you not to develop feelings, Okay. You know, that's going to be a hard one. But if you can somehow do it, if you can somehow keep yourself separated, you know, you could just, it would be like, uh, it'd be like stamps.com, having the post office in your fucking apartment. Now you got the post office in your apartment, and now you have this blowjob machine also there. I mean, it's just tremendous, you know? And then all you got to do is just decide what, what kind of food, you're always going out for and you really like and you buy that appliance, be it a panini maker or a fucking cappuccino maker. You got that, stamps.com, and the blowjob machine down the hall. And I tell you, that's it. Get the NFL package. Call it a life. Um, so anyways, he goes, we're, we've gone about doing this for a few weeks now, but since I'm never home during the week, and she works during the day on weekends. We don't exactly see each other. And when we do, we, we literally never say anything about it or hint at it at all, etc. Dude, please don't fuck this up. Please don't fuck this up, okay? He says, my question, 
being as this is the first time something like this has happened, is this a time bomb waiting to happen where all the crazy is going to come flying out like the Ark of the Covenant? Or is she just rebounding and I'm the free and clear until I settle in and find something else? Keep in mind, keep in mind that Jesus Christ, sorry, I didn't go to church today, has died for us and has risen from the grave. He did it all for you. There's no way for you to thank him. <clears throat> Unless you give us a bunch of money. Um, keep in mind, I've never been accused of being good looking and she's pretty cute with a grade A ass on her. Any advice is appreciated, and I guess go fuck yourself. Um, okay. All right, you did the right thing. You know you got a great situation, and you don't want to fuck it up. You know, this is like the first time I went deep sea fishing, and I got a bite, and I looked at the dude next to me. Am I doing it right? What do I do? I oh, let it run a little bit. Let it run a little bit. Hey, bring it in, right? You're doing the same thing. All right, so what is your question here? Is this a time? What, this, this is, okay. There's, there's the wild card that she's a psycho, but she, she, she would have shown her colors by now, I would think, if she was a psycho. You know? There would have been some sort of, you know, God, you work so much, I don't get to see you. I just want to see you more. She would have been doing that, you know? Fucking twisting your arm here or doing something fucking annoying. Some sort of annoying sort of touching, right? So she hasn't done that. She's totally... Putting out the vibe that she's basically in the mindset. It's, this thing seems like it's exactly what it is, you know? She was in a relationship for five years. Five years, man. She's got to decompress from that, all right? She likes to go out and get hammered and get fucked and go to bed and not see your dumbass for the whole week, all right? Just keep it at that. This is the deal. You don't ever bring it up either. You don't ever bring it up either. Just keep it the way it is, all right? If she's barely talking to you, you barely talk to her, and you just have fun with it. And this is another thing you do, all right? Have fun with this shit. What are some things that you always wanted to do with the woman and you haven't done yet? This is the girl you do it with, all right? And she's going to probably do it with you too because she doesn't give a fuck about you, which is a great thing. What you have, sir, is a fuck buddy, Congratulations. This is your first one. This is what men dream of. This is what men really want for This is what we want for Christmas. You know, if we could just have a fuck buddy. Somebody who was clean, with no diseases, you know, and somehow then had this pill they could give you that you drank, you know, you washed it down and it got rid of any sort of fucking guilt. It would be perfect. But you're single, dude, so there's no guilt. So my, my thing is just don't. Don't open your mouth and fuck this thing up. All right? You got a great thing going. Okay? Just keep doing what you're doing. And uh, the only thing I would correct is this whole thing where you say, you know, I'm not that good looking a guy. You know, work on your self-esteem. She's pretty cute. Hey, you know, good for her. She's got a nice ass. Why don't you go fucking do something to it? But not during the week. No fucking during the week. You focus on your job. You have a great fucking time. Now, I know what, you know, I guess eventually if you do meet somebody and you start bringing them around, there's, there is a potential, but uh, you just got to nip that shit in the butt. I guess if you actually met somebody that you liked, uh, 
Ah, Jesus. I just, just, yeah, I didn't think about that. All right, first, first things first, before we even get over to her, uh, I mean, just, okay, whole new can of worms here. Dude, you have to be cool first and foremost, all right? Because eventually, you know, if she meets some other dude, you got to make sure that you're not going to flip out. So do not develop any feelings for this girl. And the only way you're not going to develop any feelings for this girl is if you see her once a fucking week and you bang her, okay? You don't want to know how many brothers and sisters she has, right? It's like reservoir dogs. You guys shouldn't even know each other's names. Tell me your name. Don't tell me your fucking name. I don't know your name. Yeah, you don't, you don't you want that, all right? All right, you're fucking Mr. Pink or whatever. She's Mr. Blonde or Mrs. Blonde. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that's the only thing you got to worry about. All right. So, and I've learned to just be totally fucking upfront and honest. So if I got some new girlfriend, I would just tell her what's up. So what's your deal? Yeah, I'm single. I'm kind of banging my fucking roommate once a week. You know, we don't, you know, it's just sort of a fuck buddy thing. Oh, does that make you uncomfortable? Well, all right. Well, then this relationship isn't going to work because you're already uncomfortable with me. No, if I got feelings for you, I wouldn't keep banging her. But, you know. I'm not taking it off the table after one fucking trip to Applebee's. Jesus Christ, free pussy. That's like free shoes for you, right? You know, I don't know. That's all I I can tell you, dude. You can't control her. Who gives a fuck, dude? Someday you're going to be 50 and you're going to be married and she's going to be bitching at you about something. Even if you love her, at some point you're just going to be reminiscing going, you know when my life was the greatest was when I had that little fucking goddamn Three-bedroom apartment. All I had to do was make this amount of money a week, and I had some chick once a week would just fuck my brains out and not talk to me for the other six days. Goddamn dream. You got the dream, sir. All right? And I don't know when you're going to wake up. (laughs) But enjoy it while it lasts. Okay? I hope I answered your, your question. I really do. You're in a hell of a situation. Enjoy it. All right? Kudos to you. I am jealous. All right. Never buy the largest bottle of fucking water. Bring it back down. It splashes in your face. Um, All right. Next one here. You know, I was actually just thinking about that whole New World Order thing. The New World Order. Say say they're going to get the population down to fucking 90%. I know you guys are flipping out. How do you even do that? Do you know? Does the whole world just all somehow the world leaders all finally agree? All right. We're all doing the same thing starting today. We're all going to kill 90% of our citizens. Like, how would you even begin? How would you even begin that endeavor? Well, we just knocking door to door. Hey, guess, guess who's not on the right list? Come on, pack up your stuff. <laughs> oh. Who gives a shit? All right, plowing ahead here. Um, Dad's getting a little too comfortable. Hey, Bill, my brother and I live in our father's house, and recently he decided it's okay to walk around the house in nothing but sweatpants when he comes home. He's gotten pretty fat over the last couple of months, and it's pretty disgusting to see his... uh, You wrote giggly. You mean jiggly, hairy stomach... 
and tits around while I'm trying to watch TV or work at home. He also tells me what to do, even though he's kind of a piece of shit. Uh, He's the the type that would get mad if you confronted him and start wearing almost nothing at all. Um, Oh, nothing all the time or worse somehow. What should I do? Um, Well, I don't know. Write a song called Dad Put Your Shirt On. I don't fucking know. First of all, you know what you got to do? You got to get over your, this, this, whole, this whole fucking fear of confronting your dad. You just got to get over it. Just c- confront the guy. And if he starts walking around in his BVDs, you guys just sit around, you and your brother or your sister, you just ridicule him. Just start chanting, Tubba shit, Tubba shit, something. I don't know what to tell you. You know, why don't you just say, uh, how could you do it? Maybe you just act like you're giving him a compliment, but you're insulting him. When he just comes walking in, just be like, hey, nice tits. And then as he goes to fucking respond, you, you just sing that song that doesn't exist. You just fucking walk away and don't listen to him. That's got to be the greatest set of hairy tits I've seen. You know, just start making songs up. Oh, here he is. Oh, thank God. You know, thank God. I was worrying that I wasn't going to get to see you half naked today. This is awesome. Dad, could you do me a favor? I know you've done so many wonderful things for me. Is there any way you could get fatter? You know, could I buy some Rogaine and just, you know, have you sprinkle it on your fucking chest so you could be even more sweaty and hairy and fat? Could you do that for me, Dad? That's awesome. You know, do you have any consideration for mom whatsoever? She must have been attracted to you at some point, right? Are you so fat you can't even wear a hoodie? Just just do just roast the guy. All right, here we go. Let's just fucking plow ahead here. All right. Yeah, why don't you do that? Write some old school jokes. Are those your tits or your fucking beep a dop a Just fill it in. I'm turning old friend into girlfriend. All right. Wait a minute. I already read that one. Oh, this is a new one. All right. Bill, love the podcast. Would really like yours and Nia's, if possible, thoughts on the subject. Oh, you want Nia's? She's not here. It might be time for another little fucking MMP epilogue. I'll see if she's up for it. I'm only in town for a day and a half. I don't know if I have to. You know what? I'll do another one. You guys like the last one so much. All right. Here we go. There's a girl. There's a girl I know with the hipster's gold called Cunty. But do do Twist, twist. Um, <laughs> I should really hand out a free DVD for everybody who knows that song, but I won't because there's too many Flintstone fans out there. That was the Bedrock song. Um, there's a girl I've been friends with for over a decade now. We met in college, and for about a year or two back then, I would have considered her one of my closest friends. You ever start reading and you're just not even listening to what you're saying? you guys mind if I go back? Um, is this a guy? What are we doing here? Um, There's a girl I've been friends with for over a decade now. We met in college, and for about a year or two back then, I would have considered her one of my closest friends. Um, During that whole time, she had a boyfriend, so I never thought about making a move and lacked the confidence to do so anyway. As time went on, we gradually lost contact until recently when I found her on Facebook. Well, how did you do that? Until recently when you searched her on Facebook because you were thinking about her. If you just said that, that would have been so much less creepier than to say until recently what I uh, if 
found her on Facebook. Oh, wait, you kind of did say that. Am I even listening to what I'm saying? I'm sorry, sir. I'm an asshole. Anyways, plowing ahead. And we spoke for the first time in eight years. We live in the same city, so I suggested we get together and catch up, um, which she is enthusiastic about and is going and is going to happen sometime soon. Now for the details. We are both single and 30 years old. She is recently divorced, no kids, clean break with little or to no drama. She is beautiful and honestly one of the nicest people I've ever met. Back when we were close, I was okay looking but extremely skinny and shy. Since then, I put on about 25 to 30 pounds of fat and muscle distributed pretty evenly. I like this guy. He's honest. Uh, so I'm looking much better. Um, and that has boosted my confidence. Uh, my question. She has only known me as the friend zone guy. But does eight years with no count erase this? Yes. Um, and do you think I might have a shot with her? Yes. And any advice about how to go about and how to act and what to say on the night we catch up would be greatly appreciated. Thanks in advance. P.S. One thing may be an issue here. Uh, she doesn't have herpes, does she? Um, after I suggested a catch-up, I checked out her Facebook page, and it turns out that she changed her, sat- her status from married to single only a day or two earlier. But in real life, she said she'd been single for a few months. So that was inadvertent, rotten timing on my part. Hopefully I don't come across as tactless, opportunistic douchebag. No, dude, you're fucking overthinking that. Unless she was sitting there watching her Facebook page every day like a fucking day trader, waiting for her to get through that divorce, then it would be creepy. But other than that, no, dude, you're a good guy. Sound like a good guy anyways. All right, so what is your question? Okay, yeah, dude, you're not in the friend zone anymore. You're a whole new guy. Okay, you like the, uh, you you know, it's like you had, a, you had a makeover. You got some fucking, you got a little brawn going. You got some confidence. Um, you definitely have a shot with her. She probably was dating assholes back then. And when she's going in the, through that shit, she was probably thinking, you know what, this time around, I'm going to get a nice guy. You know who I should have got with? He was just the nicest guy, and for some reason, I just never fucking blah, blah, blah. And we were such good friends. She probably had that conversation when she got to the part where she said, and we were such good friends. She clasped both of her girlfriend's hands in her hands. You know, there's probably some crumpled up tissues in her lap as, they, you know, she was getting through her divorce. Oh, look at me painting a picture. I think you're in there. All right. Now, don't overthink this shit. Okay. Because you're acting like this girl's already the one. You don't fucking know. You haven't seen her in eight years. So just walk in there fucking and have a good time. Throw your dick on the table and ask her how she's been. What's up, sweetheart? The fuck have you been doing for the last decade, huh? Hey, a couple more drinks over here. Sorry, dick jokes. End of the podcast. Sorry, people. Um, Yeah, that's what I would do. Are you funny? Make a laugh. That always works. Tell her she looks good. Just, oh, look at you. You look great. Give her a nice hug or something, you know? If she goes for the hug, give her a hug. Oh, my God. That's the big thing. When you walk in, do not fucking shake her hand. Do not shake her hand. Don't go for the hug if you're not a good hugger, but do not shake her hand. Oh, if you're not a hugger, then what the fuck are you going to do? Oh, you got to hug her. This is what you do. 
You fucking act like De Niro and Goodfellas after the Lufthansa heist or whatever the fuck it was. Come here, you. Come here, you. Oh, Jimmy. You got to have that fucking vibe. <laughs> Come here, you. That's what you do. What's the matter with you? Um, yeah, just have her bring it in. Give her a nice fucking hug. And you have a couple of drinks. You know what I mean? And see what happens. Just don't, don't overthink it. You're going to end up psyching yourself out. That's the only thing. Now, what the hell else did I want to talk about? Oh, this week, everybody. This week, oh, Billy Redface. He's winding up in New York. And then I'm going down to Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida, everybody. Going to go down there and watch some people wrestle some gators. Um, I've actually never been there. The only thing I know about Jacksonville is they have the Jaguars, which I'm going to the game on Sunday. And then they also have uh, Florida plays Georgia there every, every year. The biggest cocktail party in the universe, they say. Stadium holds like 60,000 people and like fucking 800,000 people show up just to tailgate. I imagine they make most of their fucking money for the year. Um, sounds pretty awesome. So somebody's already reached out and said they'd take me shooting. I want to go skate shooting. You know? I want to do something like that. I want to do something fucking real goddamn rednecky. I went to fucking the drag strip last week. Why not? You're in Jacksonville. When in Rome? Um, so I'll be at the Comedy Zone. Tickets are going fast, everybody, believe it or not. Never been there. They're going fast. Maybe they yell at me for call, making fun of this city. Um, and then the week after that, I go to Cincinnati. Baby, if you ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. I'm telling jokes at a fucking mall. A fucking strip mall in Cincinnati. Um... And then where do I go after that? Then I come back to New York and then I go to Australia to play the, uh, the opera house. You know, when they show, whenever they show pictures of Sydney and they got that little, that little clamshell thing, they got a little club in there, like a 400 seater. And I'm doing, uh, I'm doing three, three nights there, I believe. And then I'm doing, it's some big comedy festival out there. I'm really excited about it. And then I'm going to stay for an extra couple of days. And believe it or not, I think I'm going to go snorkeling in the Great Barrier Reef. Why wouldn't you? Um, because you don't want to get eaten by a shark. That's my big thing. I go, I, I don't want to get eaten by a fucking shark. I don't, a great white shark is what, and the guy, oh no, that water's too hot for great whites. Oh good, so the other thousand species of sharks, those are the only, the only ones I got to worry about? Hammerheads, tigers, they got barracuda out there. First of all, all I want to do is take the boat out and look at it. And they're like, no, you got to stick your face in the water and see all the colors. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to roll the dice. You know why? Because people do it every fucking day and they don't die. Every once in a while, somebody dies. So, so why not you, Bill? <laughs> That's what I always come back to. Oh, who gives a shit? What would you rather do? Would you rather be in an underwater, die in an underwater like Wonderland, getting ripped to shreds by some monster or... Uh, Die slowly in a FEMA camp, smelling other people's feet. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just no good way to go. Unless you go in your sleep, you know, with headphones on, listening to, like, parade music. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, all right, what do we got here? Overrated, underrated for this week. Bill, huge fan. First off, get the fuck back to Melbourne again. What's with this Cindy, Sydney bullshit? Uh, Sydney only bullshit. Well, I've never performed. I guess I did Melbourne that one time, but that was a Comedy Central thing. Uh, anyways, I have a couple of underrateds for you. First, 
Uh, first underrated, rapping over heavy guitar riffs and rap songs with guitar solos in them. Why the hell isn't anyone doing this anymore? Well, I was listening to some old Run DMC songs like Raising Hell and Tougher Than Leather, and that shit is the tits. Secondly, underrated, Patrice O'Neill. Sadly, I never saw any of his stuff until he passed. Fucking shattered about that. Caught his elephant in the room special, and it's fucking epic. Clearly one of the best. We'll be buying his entire catalog ASAP. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, he was... He was just getting known by the masses, he, but he was not underrated with fellow comedians. Believe me. Believe me. Um, so, yeah, if you, buy, um, if you buy Mr. P, all the proceeds goes to, uh, goes to his mom. So that's a cool thing to do. And, uh, yeah, man, he's unreal. Ugh, I still can't talk about that shit. Um, anyways, plowing ahead. The Monday Morning Podcast. This is what it's been, people. 55 minutes. 55 minutes. That's what you're getting this week as I sit in my goddamn hot apartment. But you know something? You're going to get the epilogue when Nia answers uh, whatever the hell that question was. I want to thank all you guys for listening. And uh, and seriously, no bullshit. Not joking here. I want to thank everybody for coming out to these shows. You know, I had eight shows here in Caroline's, and they, they've all been packed. I went to two cities that I, you know, Orlando I never performed in. They were packed all weekend. Charlotte was all packed. And I'm hearing that Jacksonville and Cincinnati is uh, – is, is looking like it's going to be the same thing. So, um, you know, it's fucking unreal. It's unreal. You know what I mean? It's one of those deals where every time you go into the club, you peek your, hit, your head in, going like, is this the show where it all starts going back the other way? And you see it's all the way to the back. You're like, thank God. Fooled them for another day. Um, so, I'm, seriously, I want to thank everybody who's come out. And uh, I'm feeling great about my new hour. I'm actually going to be taping something for Comedy Central. I'm doing that night. Night of too many stars. <laughs> I know. That is the worst name ever. There's just too many stars. I was joking with the guy who booked me. I was like, if they said, if they said night of too many douchebags, I would have been all over it. But uh, I don't know. Evidently, it's booked by this major guy, and it's some guy that I should know. And it'd be a good thing if I did it for the career. So, you know, I got to do it. I got to jump on another goddamn plane. And right now I'm thinking about which bits. What bit for my new hour am I going to burn? I think I'm going to do the Steve Jobs bit. That's the game plan. I'm going to do that one because I don't think that that has enough legs until my next special. It might if I can tag it on to something else. I'm going to put it out there at the risk of offending a bunch of fucking nerds who are into technology. I always think no matter how fucking offensive I get, the fact that you can just see through to how fucking uninformed or stupid I am, depending on how you, you read me, uh, that, that kind of, you know, takes some of the sting out of it, right? Did I already begin the apology for what the fuck I'm going to say? I think I did. All right. That is a podcast. Do you guys follow me on Twitter? Remember that thing that I said I'd never do? I'd never tweet. I actually... Um, Nia sent me a clip of the, uh, the official trailer for the movie Stand Up Guys. Do you remember back in uh, April, I, I um, didn't do a podcast or on a Monday and it was really late. And I said one day I would tell you, I would give you a great excuse as opposed to all the other weeks when it's late just because I'm an idiot. Uh, one of those weeks I was shooting uh, those scenes and, the, and that movie stars uh, Al Pacino, Christopher Walken, and Alan Arkin. And uh, yeah. 
so I was laughing when everyone's like, where the fuck is a podcast, you fucking piece of shit? And I so wanted to be like, well, I had to do some scenes with some of the greatest actors of all time. Sorry I'm late, you know? Granted, I only have a couple of words, but it's big to me. Um, so anyways, the, the official trailer, if you're, if you're, um, if you sign up for me on Twitter, um, you can see it or you can just go on fucking YouTube. Who's kidding? Oh, just trying to get more Twitter followers. If you're already listening to this shit, do you need to be over there too? You don't. It's redundant. That's like, I have your cell phone number and now I'm asking for your home phone number. You know what? Don't follow me on Twitter. How about that? All right. That's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourselves. Um, I'm really hoping my Patriots are going to win this week. Uh, I'm actually watching the Patriots in a different way this year because I don't, I don't think we're good enough. I just don't think anybody in the AFC is good enough to fuck with the NFC, although the 49ers lost to the Vikings today, so who knows? Who knows? Um, but I'm just excited to watch, hopefully, the development of uh, uh, Ch- Chandler Jones. I just hope he turns into a first ballot Hall of Fame Defensive absolute fucking nightmare for the other team that just comes in and just disrupts every pass play. Just something that we, we've we never had. We've never had. The closest thing we had to that was Andre Tippett, you know, and he was a linebacker. We've had some great linebackers, Bruce Gee, Vrabel, and all those guys, Willie McGinnis, you know, but we've never had a Hall of Fame. I don't think we ever had. Nick Bonacani the only one we ever had, and we traded him to Miami. Because we thought he was too small. And he was like, I'll show you too small. There's an undefeated season and two back-to-back Super Bowls. Go fuck yourself. Thank you for the Hall of Fame jacket. Um, all right, that's it. I'll talk to you guys next week. Go fuck yourself. Smiling, I feel no disgrace. Where do I am? Happiness coming and going. I watch you look up and watch my feet are going. I know 